Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 569 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by the duo of Stephen Kyle Bracky, who has a Red Bull, so look out, and Ben Funky Askren, who probably, coffee. he's got coffee. He, how many mugs are we working with today? Uh, well, I, I brought the big one, so, um, you know, I never liked this mug because I always thought it was obnoxiously big. Um, and, you know, if I'm chilling upstairs, I just go refill my cup. But when I'm stuck here on set, uh, oh. I can't leave and fill my cup. So if this one is available, I almost always choose this one. Well, we're sorry to imprison you and make you feel stuck, <laughs> but hopefully we can get through this together. Hey, have some, some uh, before we get into the, the full eight-man breakdown, which we will, uh, I have a couple tweets to pull up. The first one is one from Henry Cejudo. Um, we got to talk about this, Ben. Uh, Triple C, which, pull up the tweet. No, uh, Tyler's getting it ready. I kind of went oh, up to us. There, there it is. Go. Here's the tweet. So, Henry and Terry Brands, and it says, We coming for you 2021. American flag, three gold trophies, which this would seem to indicate something that he has alluded to and discussed, which is an Olympic comeback. If we can pull the picture up again, I want to say one thing. The triple C thing is cool, but it shouldn't say triple CCC. It should say like triple C. That would be be nine Cs. We've got nine Cs now. And coming up with that alliterative, you know, connection is going to be really difficult. Go triple one C or just have CCC. So you're right. It looks like an Under Armour shirt, Christian. Just looking at that, I mean... Someone just probably made that for him, right? That's not an Under Armour made shirt, is it? Mm. Is it? Did Sion make him this shirt? Because he loves bootleg shirts. Mm-hmm. If Sion, if we found out that Sion made the Triple C shirt for Henry, I, I wouldn't be very surprised. Mm-hmm. Except now that he knows he's training with a Hawkeye, um, we're getting kind of a freezing enhance here from from Tyler. Um, this is very uh, high tech stuff. Yeah, I'm not finding a Triple C Triple C Under Armour shirt. I'm looking for it. Not finding it. So I think someone might just bootleg that for okay. sure. Henry Sudo, not too big for uh, bootleg shirts. Now, here's a question. Two-part question. One, do you think this is for real? Is he going to try to make the Olympic team? Um, okay, I think you're asking me both questions at once. Okay, so no. first question. Wait, where'd that photo go? I want to look at that photo again. Because if I'm looking <laughs> at the photo, here's what I'm thinking. He's not looking all that small. He ain't no. making no damn 50, 57 kilograms in this picture. That ain't that ain't happening, bro. He ain't very close to 57 kilograms. Um, so, you know, then we go back to, can he really make the team at 65? And, I mean, I don't want to say no for sure. We've counted the guy out before and he's got the job done. But his, his him making the team at 65 becomes infinitely more difficult than making it at 57. Uh, just because Henry's just not that big of a guy, right? He, he can kind of get a little puffy like in that picture, like we all love to, myself included. Who doesn't but love a little best, puff? Who doesn't love a little puff? Especially <laughs> when you, you know, you're a champion, you're retired, go get it, Henry. Um, yeah. yeah, but his best chances of making up a team if they were if he were going to do that would be at 57. Right. So part of me thinks, I mean, just – Non-starter, fifty-seven kilograms, not possible. I don't, I don't think two-hour weigh in. Fifty-seven day of, oh yeah, my gosh, two hours, no way, no way. I, you, but you remember, hold on, Christian. You remember, you remember, in the early days of Henry's fighting career, the he went to the hospital either once or twice trying to make one twenty-five before UFC. 
Mm-hmm. So 125 is a very hard cut for him, and that was obviously fighting is always day before. It's never day of. So, right. yeah, I think 57 is out of the question. Yes, I do too. And, well, one, if he's – I don't know that you're just – there's like nine other questions you can ask here. It's like, well, is he going to – he's retired from MMA, so he says, right? And is he going to train in Iowa City? Man, or is he just there? Iowa City if you were Triple C? Um, for a few huh. months. I mean, what? A it's months? Now right. till April. Yeah. I mean, what do you want to do? You want where? Where did he train for his career? Uh, well, he's never. He was never in Iowa City. He was in. Well, I know. No, uh, I'm saying for his MMA, MMA career. He was Where's in his Phoenix, gym? Right in Phoenix. Okay. He was in Phoenix. Yeah. That sounds Probably. pretty sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, some. Uh, you know, the big one's in Albuquerque, nice. and that would be terrible. Wouldn't want to live in Albuquerque. Really. I enjoyed Albuquerque. I mean, I've only visited for a few days, but I I enjoyed Albuquerque. Well, I saw Breaking Bad, and I just I just don't think it's a great place. Okay, so you've never been there. You're taking all your judgments on Albuquerque from Breaking Bad, which well, is a very the, real show. And the Weird Al song. I haven't seen. I, haven't heard I don't that. know the Weird Al song. There's a Weird Al song called Albuquerque. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's did like not, super long. Um, okay. But so wait, Henry Sudo, is he on a wrestling world tour? Because I know I saw a bunch of pictures of him uh, at Super 32. What was he doing there? Uh, coach? Well, I don't know if he was coaching, coaching. He but did have a... Um... That Ysagwire kid that beat Jordan Titus is a, one of Cejudo's guys, I believe. And I also, know his he had a club. niece wrestling, too, in the women's uh, division. Yeah. Triple niece. Henry's brother, Angel, I don't know if you guys remember him. He was really good yeah. back in the day. But he he's got a club in mm-hmm. Phoenix. I believe it's called Olympian or Olympia or some, something to that effect. Yeah, he was he was amazing as well. He was right there in the mix to make the teams at sixty. Henry was also mm-hmm. uh, apparently just hovering around, hovering around PJ Duke's corner all all tournament. Okay, <laughs> we saw him in the finals, but I was told, then told he was in his corner like all weekend. That's interesting. Who- um, okay, Joe Caprino. Man, he, Joe Caprino's got some good information. He said his brother coaches at Valiant Prep. So Valiant Prep, I thought Larkin coaches there also, from from my understanding. Valiant Prep is a new thing where they're just getting all the good kids moved to the one high school, uh, and then they're traveling a lot and competing. That's I, I believe that's Ramon Ramos also. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Larkin is obviously Eric Larkin's son. Um, so that's kind of cool. Very cool. So, um, one, I... Th- I think if he went and trained at Iowa City, it would make sense because just Terry was so good for him. Yep. And I think he should go 65. I think making 57 yep. at his age, his size, I think 65 is – man, he's he's definitely a contender, man. There's there's He clearly – Christian, how, how can we say he's a contender when we haven't seen him wrestling – wrestle in a match in how many years? Um, and then on top of that, the last time we did see him wrestle, which I think was 20 20- – 13. Didn't he lose to Ramos? If I, am I remembering that right? That was one of those dark matches. It was, not, was not 2013. It was like 15. 15, I think. Yeah. Only 2015. Yeah. yeah. So th- well, I mean, okay. I, I'm I am extrapolating out a committed Henry Cejudo in a good training environment for six to eight months. It's not like he's been okay. a, a CPA. Like he's been a, a an MMA fighter. Maybe one. Henry of the best Cejudo's ever. got his degree to be a CPA. <laughs> I'm saying he was yeah. For all we know, um, I'm just saying he hasn't been you know doing something completely unrelated to wrestling. 
Christian, I like that you're making fun of white collar workers. Now you just pick up blue collar workers and you call people, hey, that's like roofer Bob or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I think I should get when when roofers and electricians are entering uh, the. It's because they look like roofers and electricians. They don't look like guys who have cubicle jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, maybe maybe we will start throwing in some. What's a good white collar job? I don't know. We'll come up with them by the time the next open comes around and Colin. I Moore like the CPA. To, that, you know, that was a good one. And, and financial advisors. Yeah, Colin. Colin Moore yeah. has to, you know, wrestle someone that's a. It, it, I do think it's always really funny when guys who are just like tough as nails in college and or like if I know them personally and they were just freaking wild party animals and then they got these like really nice white collar jobs, the CPA <laughs> or an insurance <laughs> guy, and I'm just like. I had this salesman. picture of them from what they used to be, and then they're like, you know, an insurance salesman or something. You're like, ah, man, I just can't. I can't. This doesn't work out for me. I can't do this in my head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I mean, yeah, I mean, contender. Maybe that's a maybe that's a stretch, but also, I mean, I think he's he's amazing. Good and good. Also, he's not jumping into seventy four, right? It's where True. he's going to go to a weight where we win zero medals every year since mm-hmm. 2006. So yes. it's not the it's not the it's a deep weight in our minds, but it's not proven to be deep with medalists, right? So yeah, he clearly would bring that. I think he's a contender. I think he's a guy. I don't think he goes one and out. He's not going to lose to a in in round one and then flame out at the trials. I think he could make I a would run. Be shocked. Yeah, he's really good. So. And also another thing with Henry is, and I don't know, I don't know the answer, but how much would cumulative scoring help him, right, instead of the mm. ball draw? Because I, I feel like with you, it clearly would have helped you a lot. I don't know yeah. for, for sure because really his, his uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious what you think. I, I don't feel like it's one way or the other because he, he, uh, he had a good gas tank, but not like that wasn't something he relied on. Um, and then I don't remember him having any moves where it was like, okay, once he gets this locked up, he's going to score 10 points, right? There wasn't any moves that he did like that. Yeah. Um, he was more just, you know, takedown guy, get two, two at a time or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I would say, I feel like it's neutral. It's not, not really helpful or, or hurtful. Yes. Okay. I agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. any other triple C thoughts? I mean, um, I mean, can we no, see Brands 2021? Holy cow. <laughs> He's looking pretty shredded. Yeah, Terry. Probably Terry's more shredded ready to than go. Henry. Lower body fat for sure. Yeah, for sure. Dang. Uh, listen, I've told you many times, I would very much enjoy seeing some of these old guys wrestle. They don't need to do a whole tournament. You know, like you throw them on a flow card or something. I'm cool with that. Terry Brands versus... Uh, what do you think he can make? Like 140, 145? We'll throw him in there against Zane. I'd love to watch it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't think that's the one I would pick for Terry. Who would you pick? Um, dude, Terry versus Yanni would be insane. Oh, that's The fine. hand fight. I don't – because here's the thing. Like, Zane is just a tenaciously strong hand fighter, and – Terry's probably. Well, that's why. I, that's why I picked them because they're gonna they're gonna battle each other. I know, but it's like Terry's fifty now or something like that, right? It's just. Oh, so what are you trying to say? It's like strength for strength, but this is a fifty-year-old man versus someone at the height of his powers. Aging exists, mm. maybe not as much so with the Brands brothers, but it does happen. Um, yeah. 
So I like to see him get someone young and skilled that, you know, the slickness versus the brutal hand fighting, right? And pace. Who knows? He looks really good for 52. 52? Yeah. We had a quick, 52 <laughs> years old. And you want him against Zane. Zane is probably very literally half his age. He's 30. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Zane, no, Zane's not 30, is he? <laughs> you say everyone that's graduated. He's 25. Is 30. Zane is 25. Not Zane. Not Zane. Zane's not. Gabe Dean's 30. <laughs> He's 26. He's literally... say, my first question for Gabe when he gets here, and he may be in Austin right now for all we know, I'm going to ask, how old are you really? And then prove to me you're not 30. He's like one of the Dagestani guys, you know? You can't trust what's on his birth certificate. <laughs> yes. Quite the long con from uh, from Dave, Dave Dean. From, from Dave Dean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, so just think about that, Christian. Though, like, what if what if your kid was really eight, and you said he was five, and you said I'm going savage mode at these? Uh, I swear that's happening at my kid's club. There's a kid that is. Listen, <laughs> obviously, I'm not going to have a tall child, but there's a kid that says so. Caleb is seven or is nine. And he's right. trains with this kid that is literally a head taller than him that claims to be seven years old. That in no way looks I, like. Are you saying he's lying? Are you, are you claiming that seven year old lying? I, well, I don't know. Listen, I'm like, that's, that's a seven. Listen, if you saw me, you'd be like, listen, if you could call Gabe Dean 30, I could say, I don't think this kid's really seven. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right. It's, for, it's not like, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't know. Maybe kids get confused. Maybe they forget their ages. I don't know. It could happen. Yeah. There was there was, okay. I'll tell you a really really funny story. So See? my my five through nine year old class, um, I I we got a lot of kids there. So I was I split them right. Eight nine year olds are gonna go into one room. Five through sevens are gonna go in the other room. Right. So the day before I split them, I'm making sure I got all their ages right. And this one little dude goes, "Hey, uh, it's hard and it's, to your point. It's hard to tell that." She said, "I'm uh, I'm seven and I'm turning eight on November fourth. So can I bump up to that class?" Yeah, close enough. We're off by a couple of days. Whatever. Sure. Go up there. So I put him on the list in the older class, right? So then a couple of days later, I get an email from his parents. He said, they said, hey, little buddy's six years old. Why do you have an eight and nine-year-old class? And I said, <laughs> well, I actually remember this very specifically. He told me I will be eight on November 4th. So I bumped him up. And he goes, the dad emails back. He says, yeah, he's been telling everyone that lately. I don't really know where he got it from. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... It was so specific. On this day, I'm going to be eight years old. It was really specific. Is that even his birthday? No. It's not even his birthday. <laughs> no. And it's six. What a like, legend. Dude, I like this kid. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he's thinking about manipulating his age to go up an age group, that's pretty pretty telling. And the fact that it's like not it's clearly not parent driven because they're like trying to blow it up and prevent it from oh happening. Oh my gosh. It's it kind of amazing. Kids are goofy. <laughs> kids are really goofy. Yeah. When you throw the date in there though, it makes just everyone believe you way more. Yeah, turn Because if you were set up eight, I would be like, eh, are you really eight? Because you you look kind of small, you know? And I would have questioned it. But when he said I turned eight on number fourth, I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> Specific. I like this. That sounds like something you would do, Ben. <laughs> That's so funny. Six-year-old Ben Askren. Uh, okay. Too funny. So kind of a callback here. Um, I feel like wrestling, uh, I, I, I mentioned during the uh, the Fresno drop how, like, I didn't really 
I, I thought some of the responses were kind of anti the wrestling mindset, right? Like, you know, Fresno dropped. Blue collar. It, yeah, it just didn't really make sense to me. It's like, wait, why are we getting dropped? The virtues of wrestling are so great, and we're cheap, and it's an awesome sport, and the kids get good grades, and we love it. Are like the reasons people think programs shouldn't be dropped, right? And it's a very blaming sort of mentality that I don't understand. I think holds the sport back, right? That instead of blaming, you should be looking inward and like what, okay, how can we get these programs to create more value for the school or for NCAA or whatever? Mm -hmm. But instead of that, it's this blaming thing. Blame the administration, blame Title IX, blame this, blame that, right? Which is like the exact opposite response that any of these coaches would have with a wrestler or even with themselves, yeah. right? They would never say, uh -huh. yeah, you didn't get what you wanted, so blame the blame the man, right? So yes. talk uh -huh. about that. And then, so I think that's that's just a, a backwards, mi backwards mindset, right? And okay. I don't want to pick this. So where am I going with this? So I feel like I saw it again yesterday with, with Bryce Meredith, who is a really good guy and an amazing wrestler, and I think his heart is in the right place. But I feel like this mentality needs to be, like, discussed, right? So the, the, the Hawkeye wrestling event um, that's coming up, whatever, it, it's um, – some people were complaining about the price, right? And you, you can pull the tweet up here, sure. Tyler, and which is fine. And so Bryce responds to someone that says it's too expensive, says hey, this is why wrestling loses programs. It doesn't prosper the way it should. People like this, $30 for 20 high-level matches. So I look at that tweet and I say, no, no, that's not it. And it kind of – it's a callback to something else I've talked about where we wield this uh, grow the sport – phrase to get what we want you don't want to do the thing i want to do you don't want to grow the sport right it's this weird manipulation thing that the wrestling community has broadly adopted right yeah. like do the thing i want or you don't want to grow the sport do this or Correct. you want to see programs drop which is not the case and it's not the question you should be asking it's like in for for all these matches and everything going on and flow included it's like some people are going to say that's not worth it to me, right? That's not, it's not worth it to, to pay $150 for a Flow Pro account. It's not uh -huh. worth it to this. And it's not their fault. It's we, Flow, I'll just use Flow Wrestling as the example. It's like Flow Wrestling has not created the value to make it worth it to you. That is, we didn't have the right content. We don't have the good enough matches or whatever, and you've decided it's not worth it to you. Similarly here, yeah. Oh, you're so Christian. You're, so you're just saying you're saying to what Bryce Smith is saying, you're he's trying to kind of essentially guilt them into buying it, not saying this is definitely a card that's worth thirty dollars is what you're saying. Yeah, y yeah. Which, I, mean, which I, I think is totally fair, and that that is the criticism I would make. Yeah, I'm and not saying the card is or isn't worth thirty dollars. It they'll... well, that that's the argument. If they're going to buy it, it should be worth the price they're buying it for. Yeah, and it will be for some, right. and it won't be for others, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, so obviously, I I don't ever like tracks pricing models. I mean, when they do that, they do the thirty dollars for Wordle. It's also it, it drives me insane. Or they do the fifteen dollars for for Northern Plains, and, and it drives me insane. Um, luckily, they don't do a a, a username and pass password. They just do a <laughs> passcode, which 
you know, if it's a wrestling event, you could throw in take down a wrestle or whatever and usually get some passcodes. You could watch a couple matches. Well, I'm just saying, I've told them that. I, I have literally expressed this to track and they still haven't fixed it. So we get this put out there publicly. Um, yeah, so I don't like this model at all. I think it's a business model flaw. Um, you know, flow obviously well, for $150, you're going to get 50 matches or whatever. Um, but yes, you it's one card, $30 to me. Um, that's almost the cost of a UFC pay-per-view. It's like 60% of what a UFC pay-per-view is. Um, I, I think it should be much more reasonable price and try to get a, a hit a broader audience. Yeah. Well, I really don't even want to, I, I wasn't trying to make it about that, the tracks pricing model oh. or whatever at all. I don't care. Well, I mean, that. that's what it's about, isn't it? No, no, it's not about that. What's it about? It's, it's about. He's saying that what, wrestling needs to create like it shouldn't just we shouldn't just be yes we shouldn't just be trying to guilt people into supporting programs or whatever the programs and flow and track and whoever else is putting on these cards need to need to create the value for these fans to be want to spend price. their money yeah exactly and also correlating yeah, so that's 20 oh well hold on 20 high level matches well that's that's that can be that's true. another mistake that's another mistake also. though it's like people correlate ability or um accomplishments with fan interest which is not the case right the san antonio Mm -hmm. spurs were like the model franchise of efficiency and playing basketball in in a great way people weren't excited to watch them period if you look at the the ratings when they were on compared to what you could call inferior teams that had more star power they were outdrawn consistently because they just weren't that interesting. So I think correlating like high level this, that's that's your opinion. That's not high level is not high interest, right? Well, a lot of the, I mean, okay, so we've talked about this. Uh, we, You and I both feel like uh, the probably proper amount of matches is somewhere between five and eight and, and then creating uh, an event that is somewhere between an hour and a half and two hours. Um, I think it's something that we, we both have agreed on in the past. The other thing is a bunch of these matches are like wrestle-off matches. They're, they're inter-squad. They're Iowa versus Iowa guys. Right. Well, that's the undercard. Yeah. Which is free. I mean, I, which, which is I'm, part of the 20 matches, though. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm, so I'm then, not... then, hold on. So then if that part is free, then it wouldn't be 20 matches for 30 bucks. It would be whatever whatever the ones are behind the paywall for 30 bucks, right? Yeah, I guess that's that's totally – I mean, just throw out the fact that it's – any match on any card anywhere. It's it's not about where it is, who's in it. It's about the fact that, okay, just because you think it's high level or this or that does not mean that automatically fans are not wrestling fans if they don't want to support it. And that programs are getting dropped because of people like, you know, programs are getting dropped because wrestling doesn't create enough value. And all the virtues that wrestling brings doesn't, doesn't save programs, right? And the mentality should many, be that. I mean, so, so the easy argument to that, Christian, is how many basketball and football programs do you see being dropped? Um, they make money. I have no idea. Zero. I mean, I, have you seen any? I haven't seen any. No. It's no. all. It's all. I mean, actually, wrestling is. And re, again, this in this case, you don't. It's one of those situations where you just have to be faster than your buddy who's running from the bear. We've this spring, and summer, and now into the fall, we've seen a bunch of track and field tennis swimming and diving those are the programs that are getting cut right they're not basketball and football I'll tell you that much yeah and i i think to, to cp's point like remember we had john mark bentley on here 
um, when there were rumors yeah, going App around State. about App uh-huh. State. And he laid out the plan that he does. He literally presents this whole deck to his ADs at the end of the year to show uh, what App State did well. They sell season tickets. They have this, this, is boom, 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 all these points about why they're mm-hmm. doing a good job and how they're doing all this on their own. Um, yes. I, I think that's like the model of what everyone needs to be doing. Like he's showing his direct reports, the value he brings to the university and how he's doing yeah. this all on his own. Yeah. Am I, am yeah. I no, getting yeah. at what your point is? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that is part of it. And, but it's even like throw out that this supports a, a college program or not. It's just the idea. Let's say it was just a completely separate thing. It was just a conglomeration fight TV card or whatever. And if people don't want to pay it, it's not because they don't care about the sport. It's your fault if they don't want to watch, right? It's your fault if they don't want to pay. Yes. If it was worth it, they would. Sure. And a big problem is just because something is high level doesn't mean anything. Just because someone has a world medal, while that is incredible, an incredible accomplishment, you don't get – that does not correlate to people having any interest in watching you because you have a world medal or because you're an All-American or because you're um, – you never were an All-American. It just doesn't map. I mean, one of the biggest matches ever on Flow was Ben versus Jordan, which is not even – no offense, Ben, but – You can say it. I'll, I, I'll say it. It was not – I've said this before. It was not going to be a competitive match. Right. And and at Isaiah Martinez and, and even Kyle Dake and all these guys are, are higher level, right, than Ben was the, uh, a year ago or whenever that was. But Ben yeah. is super interesting, Right. And yes. that's that's what matters, Ben. Is, ben, and you have remained. I, so, ben. I, well, I, I understand how to sell a fight or sell a wrestling match. I yeah. understand that that piece of it, um, which is something a lot of people need to learn, and a lot of people in wrestling don't want to learn because they don't like that. But then, you know, again, then you go back to the long term vision, long term vision of what this is going to be in twenty years. Like, am I a hundred? And listen, I'll ask you guys this question, and every wrestling fan should ask himself this question: Are you one hundred percent sure? that division one college wrestling will exist in 20 years. And the answer to that is I'm not sure there's no. a chance. And I, and I hope so. Right. Um, I really hope so, but I also want to alternate alternatively plan for a future that doesn't have division one called wrestling, which would mean we need some type of pro system. Right. And that, that people can continue to wrestle in once they're done with high school. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago with when Fresno dropped that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. NCA doesn't value us and the schools don't value us apart from what four schools, maybe the IOC, um, IOC really doesn't either. The IOC doesn't either. We're beholden to things that don't care about us. So let's, you know, whatever. I, I guess yes. my point in all this and bringing it up is I feel like wrestling, most of wrestling decision makers are wrestlers and wrestling coaches. And, um, I see a backwards mentality with with some of them that I don't think maps yeah. to a wrestling mentality. And it, more importantly, I guess for this, doesn't map to a business mentality and a value mentality. So um, I just want to discuss that. Obviously, I like Great. Bryce a lot. He's a good guy. And I know he wants wrestling to grow, but I think um, – I just don't think that's the way to go go about it. Agreed. Real tripping people. Totally. Okay, so that's where I was going with that, Ben. I like it. Okay, cool. Hey, so we we gotta we gotta boogie. We gotta shift into high gear here because we gotta what? do a full eight boogie. man. 
Oh, I thought you yeah. meant you were leaving. Like, oh, no. Tell me that. <laughs> yeah, what whatever. That was it. That was the show. No. Uh, so we got the eight-man breakfast breakdown. Breakfast taco just arrived. We're oh, leaving. I, I freaking wish. Yeah, uh, yesterday. Yesterday we had breakfast. Um, Damn it. Full, full eight-man breakdown. We got to do Alien Hour. And then there's some really good questions in here that I want to get to. Nice. Um, so Ooh, Alien Hour. Yeah, it's, that. it's pretty spooky. It hits close to home for Bracky. Mm-hmm. Just a little. But not West Virginia home. So... Let's start with the eight-man. I don't know if Tyler has the bracket handy. I had sent it. Oh, he's got, look at locked and loaded. Best in the business. Boom. So there's the bracket. All right, we talked at length yesterday. And it was funny because um, in the meeting yesterday, uh, we had like a, we have our weekly content meeting. We're basically a flow wrestling meeting. And we're trying to come up with like the betting lines for w- what they should yeah, do for this. it's hard. It was really hard because... Basically, the the bottom side is so weird with basically Sammy Brooks makes it weird because well, he is like eight and one against the guy he's wrestling and the guy he will likely wrestle in, in the semis yet. And the, even if he doesn't wrestle miles, he's two and oh against Drew Foster. OK, so he is just like owns that bottom half of one against the bottom side. Yeah. Well, Christian, you could okay. So you could do three different betting lines. You could do number one to win the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Number two to make the finals. So you would have four, four and four, right? Ooh, okay. And then you could also do all of the first round matches. So what is the likelihood of this match, this match, this match, this match? Obviously, you can't do round two or three because you don't necessarily know who they're going to be. Right. Right. So we had a couple different iterations before we came up with what we came up with. I don't know if we could pull those up at some point, Bracky. Yes, maybe, maybe you could send those. Oh, but. Um, G- Gabe Dean was the, I think the easiest part was making Gabe Dean the favorite, right? And then figuring out the wow. second, the second favorite was tough because I think if you were on the opposite side, you would say Keith Gavin, but he's on Gabe's side. So, okay, well now you have to factor, he would have to beat Gabe to do it just to make the finals. But then if he makes the finals, he's likely to win. So it it was, uh, it was tough to do, but I think. Spay and the team came up with a um, with a pretty solid solid list. But um, do we want to just start at the top? The, and work I don't our see way these down? in the doc. Do I? I don't see. No. I, I was looking for the. Um, no, no. Now they are. I just put them in there at the top. Where? At the oh, top. Okay, got it. Got it. I got it. I'll click on it. Hold on. Let me see what I want to bet on. Click on it. Well, because the, the other thing, if we just bet on who's gonna win. Um, that will obviously mean just whoever wins is going to win here. But if you got the option to bet on or a finalist or a champion, that might be, uh, for betting purposes, more interesting. I, I right. like to gamble. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm a degenerate. <laughs> Two to one, three to one, five to one, seven to one. Who I don't know. I might be. I, I feel like under these odds, I'm going to bet on Sammy Brooks or Nate Jackson. At seven to one. Uh, you know what? I'm probably going to put some money on both of them because uh, I would still win seven, essentially 7-2, to two, right? If I put an equal amount of money on both of them. Uh, I like the odds. Uh, Keith and Keith and Gabe are, I, I think, probably the favorites like you guys think, but you have them um, overvalued, I believe. So, I, so if I was making this betting chart, I think they would all be like, um, you know, it would be like plus – 140 for Gabe, maybe plus 160 for Keith, you know, and you kind of go down from there. There's no way I would have uh, Nate Jackson and Sammy at plus 700. That feels like way too high for them. Yeah, uh, understand that. 
Okay, so why don't we start at the top, work our way down, do all the quarters, then do all the semis. Bracky, I don't know if you have a sheet or anything with our picks. I can, yeah. But we can get that going. Um, so, okay, we'll start with the first match. Shakur Rashid versus Keith Gavin. Uh, Gavin, world team member, NCAA champion. Uh, Rashid was Big Ten finalist, NCAA All-American at 197. Um, ben, why don't you get it started? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go with Keith Gavin. Um, you know, he's, I guess he's, he's kind of the biggest wild card in here because we haven't seen him compete in forever. We don't know uh, how good a shape he's going to come in. We don't know what he's going to look like. You know, Gabe Dean, who all who who has competed more recently, even before the senior nationals, than Keith did. Um, you know, but now we got to see Gabe last week, so we kind of know what to expect there. Uh, man, I'm going to go with Keith, although I think he's the biggest wild card in the field. Yeah, the fact that he, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Oh, right what? now, right now, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. It'll make more sense uh, later than right now. So okay. I'll say um, Keith Gavin here okay. over, over Shaq Tosis. Um, and then uh, Bracky. Yeah, same. I'm going Keith Gavin. Just a little too crafty for Shakur at yes. this point. Okay, next up is Taylor Lujan versus Gabe Dean. So these two hit at senior nationals. It was a fairly lopsided win for Gabe Dean the two-time NCAA champion for Cornell. Lujan was the one seed at NCAAs this year before it got canceled, tragically. Um, and I'll be taking Gabe Dean to win here. Uh, yeah, Gabe Dean. He beat him at, uh, he beat Taylor fairly easily. At senior National, they can't see anything different happening. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay. And Stephen Kyle? Yeah, Gabriel Dean. He's got Lujan. Got it. <laughs> All right. Now, now it's getting tough. Uh oh, oh, jeez. Who am I? Nate Jackson for Sammy Brooks. Someone must be selected here. Uh, you go first, Piles. I went first last two times. We'll do. Okay, so as evidence for my pick here, I'm taking the first several minutes of their last meetings, and more importantly the results from Nate Jackson's last performance at senior nationals, which was a very strong. He pushed Gabe Dean to a one, one decision. He showed mm -hmm. no signs of any gas tank issues. As far as I could tell. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm taking Nate Jackson to move to one and three against Sammy Brooks, or I guess one, two and seven. Something like that. Don't don't worry about the numbers. <laughs> Two and five. Two and five. Yeah. Two and five. Yes, correct. Uh huh. Bracky, I'm gonna go with Sam Brooks. Ooh. Um, I think he gets to his underhook. He may, he may give up the first few points, but then the first eight or nine, he gets gets his hands on gets his hands on Nate, controls ties, gets to his underhook, which is where he gives Nate and Miles Martin a lot of problems. Uh, and I'll go with Sammy Brooks. Oh man, I've literally been going back and forth. Um, yeah, who am I gonna pick here? <sighs> All right, I'm gonna go Sammy Brooks. I think he doesn't give up as many points early. He he lowers his stance. He adjusts his positioning a little bit. 
Russ is a little bit smarter match. Um, and he gets the W, although I, I, I'm not, I'm not very confident in this. This would be the, obviously the least confident match I'm going to pick in the whole bracket. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I completely agree. So he went Brooks. Sorry. I was, I went Brooks. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm on Nate Jackson Island here. All right. Yes. That'll be my edge here. Okay, Miles Martin. So are, we, are we doing? We're doing total matches. One, I guess, is the um, is what we're all gambling on here for pushing. Maybe we could say like uh, each round is worth like one. First round is worth one. Second mm-hmm. round's worth two, and placement matches are worth three. You okay, get it right. Go with that. All right, cool. I just made it up. All right, Miles Martin versus uh, Drew Foster. So these two have hit. It's been uh, um, it was a Miles win. Last time, and I think we're gonna see. I know Ben Askren is is dubious of the the version of Miles Martin we'll get, but I think it's gonna be a really really good one. So I'm taking him. Well, I'll, I I will say I'm not dubious. All I said is I hope he trains more than he did for the last one. Okay. Because uh, from uh, just looking at him standpoint, and I know looks can be uh, deceiving because people look at me sometimes. Um, he did not look like he trained that much. So I'm going to say Miles got in better shape. Uh, Drew, did, Drew did look really good at CU Nationals, so I'll, I'll give him that. Um, I'm going to go Miles Martin uh, by about two points. By major. I said two. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm going uh, Miles Martin as well. Okay. So we're completely in full agreement except for the Jackson-Brooks match. All right, back to the top where we would have, based on our predictions, Keith Gavin versus Gabe Dean. Uniformly, we're on the same page here. Um, Who do you want to go first here? I think it's my turn. Um, Oh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go Keith Gavin. Dang it. I thought I was going to be— Why dang it? Well, because I'm taking Keith Gavin because I, okay. I think he's going to win. And I wanted to be on Keith Gavin Island because I would then move up more points. Yeah. I, I just, just so slick in that hand fighting, arm drags, underhooks, uh, overhooks. Uh, I think he's going to catch Gabe on a couple takedowns. And I think Gabe is not going to be able to get Keith out of position enough to score on him. The fact that Keith is in this is like, that's like all I need to know in a way, right? I don't think yeah. he would do this if he, he knows where he's at as, as a wrestler. Now, that doesn't mean he can beat Gabe mm-hmm. Dean. It does not necessarily mean he's not saying, oh, I can beat, I know I'll beat Gabe Dean. Um, yeah. But I, he's not going to go out there if he's not a pretty close version of what he was. And what he was, we're going over his, um, his hit list or whatever. It's insane. This dude beat uh, 11 NCAA champions. He beat three different world medalists. Uh, and a host of, like, probably a couple dozen All-Americans in his career. Like, yeah. he has beaten mm-hmm. some absolute monsters. And for that, I'm like, man, how – he? I just I, – it's obviously going to be close, and I'm – it's not an easy decision, but I'm kind of – I'm just going with it. With Keith. Yeah, I'm going with Keith. I'm going to go with Gabe right. Dean. Yeah. Solid pick. Solid singles. Solid singles. Two for two there. Okay, here's some here's uh 
for those of you that are ignorant to the to the Keith Gavin dubs, um, well, hit list or something coming up. We, we got a hit list, bro. Uh, world medalist. He beat Zarbek Sokayev of Uzbekistan, 2009 world champion. Uh, he beat Jake Herbert. We are all familiar with him. And Matsumoto, 2018 bronze medalist. He beat, in the NCAA champion realm, he beat Ed Ruth, Zahid Valencia, Chris Pendleton, Jake Herbert, Chris Perry, Quentin Wright. Those are all two-time champs except for Ed, who was a three-time. Well, when, did, when did he beat Ed? I'm blanking on that. He beat him in tri- at World Team Trials. He beat... He, uh, or he took a match. Yeah, he took a match from him in the best of three series. 2014? Yes. 2015. Yeah, 14. Yeah. Pretty sure 14, yeah. Then he also beat John Reeder, Max Askren, uh, Andrew Howe, Dustin Schlater, Casey Cunningham. Okay. Other notable wins. We're not That's done. That's a pretty good hit list. That's We're not done. That's the unfortunate thing, or the fortunate thing, depending on how you look at it. He beat Richard Perry, Monster. Clayton Foster, monster. Mike Poeta. Now, him wrestling Mike Poeta is news to me. That's a 57-pounder versus a, I don't know, I guess. Well, uh, they both wrestled. He was at 74 for a year or two. Yeah, how'd he do that? We should talk to him about that. Uh, Tyler Caldwell, Mac Lunas, and uh, we could go on and on. Kamaru Usman. Marty. Yeah, he beat Michael Chandler. How many Tigers did this guy beat? He beat all Michael back. Chandler. What the hell did he beat Michael Chandler? I don't know. It's on the. <laughs> I don't remember the... that. I don't remember when. Listen. Well, I'll tell you. He beat he beat Nick Marable. You guys don't have him on the list because he Nick Marable had three losses as a sophomore, two to two to Mark Perry, and then he bumped up in the dual meet to wrestle Keith Gavin. When uh, they were, this is only freestyle. Uh, it's only freestyle. Yeah. I don't know when he would wrestle Mike. That that seems. Oh, it's JD. He did the list. JD would know. Huh. Okay. I mean, uh, Michael, see, Michael graduated, what, 2009 and from college? And I don't think he ever wrestled after graduating. So it had to be in 08 or 07, maybe somewhere. I, I have no idea. That's strange. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I can't even remember him entering freestyle tournaments, honestly. But maybe he has. Okay. So that was the Keith Gavin hit list. You're going Gabe Dean. Ben and I are going with Keith. We'll see what happens. It could blow up in our faces, and we could be Owen Kyle Bracky push-ups again. <laughs> Dang it. That's not what I want. Okay, now, next up, Nate Jackson versus Miles Martin. For me, for you guys, why don't you guys go first? Because you both have Sammy Brooks versus Miles Martin. Um, A reminder. Every time, that, every time uh, I come up here undefeated, I know that's what you yeah. say, right? Mm-hmm. It comes up that Sammy Brooks is undefeated against Miles Martin. And I always think, how is that possible? But I'm not going to go against the trends because that is a trend, even though I don't I don't think it should be. I'm going Sammy Brooks over Miles Martin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going Sammy Brooks too. Dang. So Sammy Brooks in the finals. It's a tough road for him to get there, but it's paved with guys he, he's had – Good track record against. Who did you take? Well, I haven't gone yet because oh, okay. I have Nate Jackson versus Miles right. Martin. Oh my gosh! There's a trend in that series. There's a trend too. there. Miles has has had the edge. I feel like really? Miles beat him every time, or what? He's never lost to him. He's never lost to him. Wow. Now, but I've already gone against the grain here with Nate um, over Sammy Brooks. So I just ride this, ride the the Nate Jackson hand. I don't know because. 
part of me is like, okay, trends. And I I used to always like make so many of my predictions on trends and like what had happened and whatever. And now with Nate, I have to I can't ignore the trend of his improvement and how much better he mm-hmm. looked and has gotten. So I'm weighing different things. And I do throw out the the Magic Man uh Miles Martin match uh basically completely. Just because Why? of the cir- because of the circumstances around it. Because okay. one, he's wrestling someone that would tech fall his way through this tournament with probably total ease, in my opinion. Um uh, yeah, that's your opinion. That's my opinion. I think um the data would probably align with it. Because he basically okay. does that in the world championships. Um but also the fact that you know, ten days notice, he clearly wasn't trained. He's been he's known about this for a while. I don't think he's gonna, and I think that's like that's also my point. It's like you think Miles Martin's gonna let that be the the he's gonna want to change that that last result in terms of like how people viewed him, yeah. how he performed, right? That's gonna yeah. probably be something mm-hmm. that really fuels him. So I feel like I'm gonna get two. Really good versions of both guys. I know Nate Jackson's going to look great because he looked great two weeks ago. And I feel uh-huh. like Miles is going to be a, a much better version. So now it just comes down to, to the wrestling match. And I think that Miles Martin has just a couple more ways to win. I feel like his high-level wins are better than Nate's. I feel like beating someone like Daringer, how good he looked against a, a Nick Heflin. So with mm, great... Or with a total lack of confidence, I'll I'll pick Miles Martin to make the finals. Okay. Opposite. So we have we have. Wait, there's so many different iterations. Christian, right all right, have, Christian has Keith Gavin versus Miles Martin. Okay. You have Keith Gavin versus Sammy Brooks, and yes. I have Gabe Dean versus Sammy Brooks. Oh snap! Okay. Right. I this. Is, all right, so Keith, I love you, but you're on your third match of the night. You haven't competed in a tournament in a whole bunch of years. And you run out of gas a little bit. And Sammy Brooks takes you out to win the 20 grand. Oh, my gosh. Sammy Sorry, Brooks. Keith, love you, buddy. Man. Well, I really love him because I think he's just going to win the thing. I think Keith Gavin is a champion. I think he beats Sammy, Bro- Sammy Brooks if they, if they were to hit. I think he can clear those, uh, clear those hooks and hand fight really well. Miles Martin, mm-hmm. I do think Miles is. Uh, I think Miles and, and Nate would be a tougher matchup for Keith than Sammy Brooks. I feel like he could solve the hand fighting problem a little bit easier than normally. The, but it's his third match of the night. Third match of the night. He's just getting warmed up. Normally, yes, it would be easier. Ooh, I don't know. What's up? Uh, it, 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 so the thing is, these are not. This is not going to be over the stretch of a day, Christian. Yeah. I mean, you guys have the schedule, but I'm assuming these three matches will happen over the course of. Probably under two hours. Yeah, I mean we have we right? will have a thirty minute wait time for for the matches. You know, no one will wrestle without thirty minutes of wait time. But yeah, two okay. two hours. We're not planning a five hour bonanza here. So yeah, you're right. It will be in a concentrated period of time. Honestly, I mean I don't know anything, but I feel like him doing two matches and then like coming down in like a four or five hour break and then having to warm back up again and then get ready. I feel like he's more. He would be more likely to have an adverse reaction to that than um, just doing three. Really? I don't know. I'm just saying it. Mm. Like he just yeah, kind of stay feel- sort of warm and in that in that mode. I mean, listen, yeah. you're you're the one that enters tournaments, Ben. Well, I, I haven't competed in a tournament in 
I, well, I don't know. When's the last time I competed in a tournament? Never? 2010. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never. You've never done it. All your tournaments um, are It's been a really, really lot, long time. It was, well, it was the Paulson one. 10 or 11, right? 2010. That was 2010. Yeah. 2010. 10 years. Yeah. Over. It's been a very long time. Well, you have a new hip now, so... And you're sort of retired from MMA. I will so. not do tournaments anymore. I will do if I do if I do something, which I'm kind of thinking I'm going to, because I need a reason not to be fat. Um, it'll be single matches. Of course. 195 tournament. You wouldn't enter this tournament. A very healthy Ben Askren. 195. That's too big for me because if I'm 195, I'm, I'm definitely chunky. I would. That's a lot you know, of biscuits. Entering tournament, it's going to be like 180 pounds somewhere somewhere around there. All right, we have it at 180. Three I would matches. rather uh, same format. I would much. Uh, oh man, I would much rather just do one match. Yeah, okay. I'm, I, so I'm just telling you right now, I'm way more confident in my ability to just go wrestle one match than I am to do a tournament. I've been I haven't done a tournament in ten years. This is what I'm. This is what I'm thinking. I'm talking to. Yeah, I, I'm definitely way more confident in just being able to go out and wrestle one match, 100. percent Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I certainly, I certainly understand. Okay. Um. So I've got Gavin beating Miles Martin. Miles told a funny story, which has nothing to do with why I'm picking him, by the way, because it was like true freshman Miles Martin. But he said he was saying how, like, when he wrestled Keith, like, he didn't really know. I mean, I guess I'm sure he knew he was good, but he didn't know, like, the techniques he had, and he didn't know anything about his arm drag. And he said he's got his his face dragged on the mat by Keith, like, all the way across, just, like, totally destroyed by Keith early on. (laughs) Which was funny. He tells a story really funny on the Bader show. So listen to that. Wait, they were they were there at the same time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what Keith left in 2016. They were probably only there for a short period of time together. Yeah, probably not. Together, a ton yeah, of overlap. Okay. Um, because he yeah. went to UVA. Hmm. Shoot, what year was that? I don't even remember. Wait, when would they have? When would they have overlapped? Because Keith was at UVA. In That's like, what I'm thinking. Maybe he was just back to train for a little bit or something. Yeah. I don't know. He mentioned J.D. Bergman and said that the RTC was really full of guys at that point. Huh. Hmm. Now I'm trying to put it back together because I could have sworn he was a, a UVA coach in, like, 2014. And I don't think he moved, like, he never, like, moved back or Maybe anything. he was just in town training then. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know for sure. We'll never know for sure. That's the hardest part. Uh, we'll also, Keith Gavin beat Chandler at the World Team Trials Qualifier in 2008. Boom. 2008 World Team Trials Qualifier. 2008. Oh, Dude, JD wow. Raider was nine when that happened, maybe. He's got receipts. How does he even <laughs> know that? JD Raider's like, JD Raider, this weekend at Super 32, could not check into his hotel room because he wasn't old enough. Because you have to be... How old do you have to be to check into a hotel room? Exactly. It was uh I thought it was eighteen. It's a resort. Um, <laughs> they keep correcting me that this crappy hotel was, was a resort. It was a resort. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean it was a, what does that mean? What does yeah, that what mean? Does it means it mean, was a resort. Kyle? It's classy. It's got class oh my and sophistication. God. Um but no, apparently because Myrtle Beach uh they don't trust young kids, uh, you know, college age kids. So they said they needed a chaperone or someone just to like until what age? Until what age, Kyle? Twenty-five. Stop. I ran into. Bro, this you problem. can go. You can go to the freaking 
army at 18 and you can't rent the hotel room till you're 25 well, you can't rent a car till you're so 25 absurd. either i ran into that issue yeah. a few times it's very my first that's, few years well, of flow. that's also dumb that's also dumb it's very dumb yeah so uh it was funny because bray had to like they had to put his name or credit card on it and he like guilt tripping he's like this is a they like bray was like guilty he's like this is a working man this is a professional <laughs> oh. you're you're doing this to him and they're like that is really absurd. They looked at JD. They're like, where does he work? What? Yeah, what do you do? Because you should, I mean, if it's a company card, the company should be able to take liability for their employee. It's not like it's just some homeless 25-year-old or 23-year-old checking you know, checking into a hotel, right? To be fair, we have no idea how JD was dressed at the time. He could have been in a Joe Diffie shirt and a Who the hell is Joe Diffie? Come on. I don't. Disrespect Joe Diffie like that. He just passed away not yeah. too long ago. And he does have a Joe I, Diffie shirt. I, is that a football player or something? <laughs> no. Country music superstar. <laughs> Joe Diffie sounds like a quarterback to me. You know, Joe, Joe Diffie threw three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. That would be a good quarterback name. That is name, a good quarterback name. I, I don't You just disagree. need to Google Joe Diffie real quick. Yeah, just a classic 90s country dude. Uh-huh. But yeah, so we don't know how JD was dressed. Um, some yeah, his his teeth are fixed now. He had a, a period of time where he's missing a tooth. Yeah. But now he's good to go. Um, anyway, I, I don't know why we were talking about. Oh, Diffy, American singer songwriter, country music singer and songwriter, uh, working in Nashville. Got it. Yes. Well, don't know. Working, I don't know working in Nashville. Yeah. He's, oh my gosh, he died from the coronavirus. Yeah, you know, it was sad. Not cool. Oh, dang. All right. Sorry for bringing up Rest Joe Diffie, but Joe he, Diffie. but JD JD does have Joe Diffie shirts. He does. He wears them. So it's, all right. Did everyone make their yeah. finals picks? We I got. Get... I got. Well, I think I'm the one that made one. We got the third place match. Oh, good point. Well, Ben, did you make your pick? Yeah. You put, you took Brooks over Gavin, I right? I I, had, I listen. I even had a story around it. He got tired. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in in this instance, unlike our hypothetical matches where I had stories. We are actually going to get to see what happens in the hypothetical matches. I remember who uh, who decked Jake Varner. Remember that was Bo Nickel cradled him. Or... No, I think you had Colin Moore dumping him to his back. Oh, that, well, no, you know what happened? <laughs> what happened was you guys like changed the bracket on me like last minute. I can't remember what happened, but someone I already had my story created, and then you guys like changed the bracket, and I had to create a new story on the fly. I thought you did something audacious with Logan Steber too. And every time I kept bringing it up, you're like, "Well, he, well, he got cradled." That's not my fault. He got cradled. You said, yeah. "You're like, well, yeah." Bo Nickel cradled Steve. Bo Nickel cradled Steve. Oh my gosh, what out. were we doing? I don't even remember this. <laughs> why were Why were Bo Christian, Nickel? Christian, we, so stupid. we were locked we were in our house. We were locked, <laughs> guys. We were locked in our house for two months straight. Do you not remember this? I didn't leave. I, I at one point I didn't leave my house for like three weeks straight. But we were. I mean, AWA was closed for almost three months. Close to three months. Yeah, we we were locked out. We had to make we had to make stuff up. Okay. Um yeah, we did. It was fun though. You know, we uh we really chewed through a lot of different ideas during, that fun. with nothing happening. Uh well, you know, relatively fun. For the yeah, for the, for the first time, little bit it was it was fun for a little bit and then after a while it became like, "Oh god, what are we going to make up today?" because yeah. we are on radio and there's literally nothing happening whatsoever. I mean, we didn't have a there was not an event from essentially March till July. Right. There wasn't anything happening. 
there, we were we were a couple weeks away from like having mascots fight each other or something. It was gonna. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, it could have been good. Um, tigers would have been in good shape. Tigers are tough to beat. Although, I oh my goodness, I think the cyclone would win actually. It's what just, are you talking Jake, about? Jake Renskin a, said it's a tornado. Joe, oh, but they do the bird that, that, thing that, that sometimes would win. too. That's, I'm sorry, win. they're called cyclones. They got the bird. There's a bird. It's a bird mascot. It symbolizes they have the a bird person that get in a sucked. bird on the sideline. You can't walk around in a tornado. Yeah, yes, why is could. why yes, is it could. a bird? Yeah, why couldn't you be a tornado? You could. That's absolutely. a good point. Did, did I never the ma- about now that. hold on. Did the mascot also think it was going to Iowa? <laughs> Probably. Like Sion and is like, oh snap! Wait, we're the cyclones? Okay, I'm a cyclone bird. I don't understand it either. Why is the bird? Why is the cyclone a bird? I I don't know. I'll figure it out. You guys. It's pro- it's what's probably- the What's the bird's nickname? What's the bird's nickname? I don't know. Cyclone Malone. <laughs> remember when Remember when Jordan Burroughs got ridden out in the in the imaginary tournament? And he got oh so gosh. pissed that he came on the radio to tell us why he wouldn't get ridden out. And then I surprised him by right. bringing Kyle Dake on. And then right. they didn't talk about the 2011 match at all. They talked about or the hypothetical match. They just talked about freestyle. Yeah, that was your fault. You messed it all. That up. was awesome. That was maybe the listen. If if we make right now, if by if coronavirus hits again and we're shut down and we make a greatest FRLs of all time, guys, that's number one. I'm sorry to tell you, but that is the number one FRL of all time. Well, it's the most right, watched. I figured it out. So Iowa State University has been known as a cyclone since 1895 after the Chicago Tribune claimed the Northwestern football team had been struck by a cyclone after they lost the game to Iowa State. Mm. So the Iowa State cyclones, so that stuck. But in 1954, members of the Iowa State's prep council decided Iowa State needed a mascot to represent the college. As you can imagine, well, a cyclone would be, would be a, hard it be a to make into a mascot. After they why? realized this, I don't know. They, in 1954, they were dumb. Then this, they decided they needed to come <laughs> up with something else. They landed on having a cardinal as a mascot because of Iowa State's colors of cardinal and gold. Wow! But, uh, isn't hey, the cardinal blue? I, no. Okay. I, well, I know cardinals while, are, are red. Mug of coffee was too big. I gotta pee. No, He's going. Gosh, this show's a mess. We're off the tracks. I even made my pick. <sighs> All right, well, go ahead. We lost Ben. ben. I'm taking Dean over Brooks. <laughs> Look at this. You can't hold it. <laughs> Wayne have... Boffman still hasn't peed, and Ben Askren, he... Wayne Boffman's got another, like, six hours to go before yeah. he's got to pee. Oh, my gosh. All right. Who... The Cyclone's name is Cy, by the way. Oh, That's wow. That's stupid. Cy the Cardinal. Okay. Be be a little more creative. Um. So, your third place match would Wait, be... Did... You pick Gabe Dean? Yeah, Gabe Dean over Sammy Brooks. He's on two and zero against him in his yeah. career. All right, third pl- your third place match would be Gabe Dean versus Nate Jackson. Oh my gosh! Well, it's an opportunity for redemption for both of them after the the one one snoozer that I don't think would happen. All right, this these are not sanitized hands. I'm sure of that. Don't, ben Askren's. Back. We don't need to Listen. go into that again. We no. don't. We oh don't, yeah, don't. Yes, don't, do not don't, remember the last. Sorry, time. I forgot. We're moving on already. I didn't piss on. I did not piss oh. on my hands, Christian. I didn't, I didn't do it. I just held my wiener and I peed in the toilet <laughs> and didn't pee on my hands. I don't know how you do it, but you get pee on your hands. I'm not sure how that would happen. Was I just grab it and then it shoots into the toilet? <laughs> All right, Ben. Your third place match is Game Team versus Miles Martin. Um, I'm gonna go Game Dean. Okay. He gut wrenches him like like Pat Downey did. Okay. <laughs> uh, Christians was Christian. Dean, Dean versus Nate Jackson. 
Well, listen, why, why so did we did you get any more good reasoning than the cardinal? Because their colors being cardinal means the cardinal is like the stupidest reason I've ever heard. Uh, that's what they did. Listen, in fifty in eighteen fifty four, they came up with their name because someone wrote about it in the newspaper and called them that. Yeah, that was it. a big thing. Uh, you know, uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They got the same thing. They got their name from a newspaper because someone was they were crimson. Real? Yeah, and it looked like. Yeah, they they smashed some team in like the Rose Bowl, and the newspaper writer writer said they looked like a Crimson Tide because they were wearing crimson. It's kind of a cool. That's a cool name. Yeah. But they but, have an. But elephant. they're an elephant. Yeah. So. And the Stanford Cardinals are a tree. Yep. Well, they're Stanford Cardinal. They're not Cardinals. Yeah, it is Cardinal. It's literally the color. Yeah, that's true. Well, doesn't doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. Doesn't have to. Um, but they they cut wrestling. That also didn't make sense. All right. Um, next <laughs> up, what's so funny? Uh, oh my god! I'm thinking about Pyle pissing on his hand. No, I don't. Um, don't do that. Did you pick? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Gabe Dean over Nate Jackson for third. And uh, I'm gonna take Miles. Over Keith Gavin for third. Ooh. What time does uh what time does this event start on Saturday? Eight PM Eastern. Eight PM Eastern. Eastern. I need to look at the preseason nationals tournament right now and see what time that ends on Saturday. Are you going to that? Because yes, I am. Because we need, might need to redo the schedule on preseason nationals if they uh if it cuts into my time. Yeah, let them know. Let's see. I'm sure they'll be very accommodating. All Don't right. forget you can watch Sa- the oh, wrestling no. app on your phone. Saturday, we're not done until 8 p.m., and that's freaking Central Standard Time. Maybe they'll be done early. Maybe. Listen, uh, you know one thing that I thought about might happen is. Get your phone out. Yeah, do you have a cell phone? It's true. Yes, I do. The app app works great. It does. I've done that before at tournaments, and then people are mad because I'm like kind of watching matches while I'm coaching also. (laughs) Um, No, I would never do that. Um, Okay, because. What you know, they have X amount of people and they cut it off, right? Surely, some percentage of that X amount of people are going to be quarantined, aren't they? Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. The the tournament, the preseason nationals Uh, at the tournament, they have a cutoff. We're going to accept this many people in the tournament, right? Okay, well, like at Arrowhead High School, the high school, there's 276 kids quarantined right now. So, if one of those kids were to be wrestling in the preseason nationals, they would not be able to go, right? So of the 725 registered, probably a, a chunk of them are not going to show up because they're quarantined, right? Or is that just in Wisconsin where kids get quarantined? Dude, I have no idea. I don't know anything about any of this. Yeah. But yes, I suppose there is a okay. possibility. So like for Super 32, so the last two weekends we have competitions, Christian. For club duels, in the last two days before club duels, we had six kids get quarantined. So we had to freaking change our teams around. mm so then the following week, we, we advised people, hey, maybe you could do virtual school this week because you've already paid for your flight in your hotel room and you don't want to get quarantined and not be able to go to Super 32. So maybe you do virtual school. Right. See what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I have no idea what okay. they're going to be doing there. Um, okay, okay, so we've we've done it. We picked our champions. We've done it. We picked our bronzes. There will be no bronze medals. We won't be doing <laughs> double bronze either. There will be cash money prizes, though. There will be... Straight cash, homie. Twenty. Are you guys going to give them one of the big checks? Because that would be awesome. If we don't have a big check, we failed. You know what would be cooler? 
Just literally straight cash. No, big check. And singles. No, well, then, then the government check. would the government would investigate you, and that would not be ideal, Christian. So I would I would not advise you to give them cash. What if we? Uh, I, what if we just handed them a briefcase, symbolically? Uh, that, that would be kind of sick. That would be kind of cool. I'm trying to find the picture of me getting a Bellator check. You know, obviously, I like Happy Gilmore. I did not take that check to the bank, but uh, it well, was did you take cool it to, to the big that. bank department? Big check department? Yeah. Like Jackie to. Moon? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. That's, that's yeah. Great, great Let me see if I can find out. Like the bank won't take this check. Like, try the big check department. All right. I'm going to try to find out before the end I, of the show if we're going to have a big check. What? That would be so awesome. You guys should really get that. If not, um, you know what? I'll approve the overages. We just need to get a big check. All right. I'm trying to find. I can't find mine. This is so annoying. I don't. And I, you know what? I don't know what I did with it. I probably gave it to someone or something. All right. It's time. Yeah, it's time for a, a spooky alien hour. Um, oh, let's go. Yeah, let's go. All right. This one, I have some personal experience with, because it took. Before you start, should yeah. we advise parents that maybe they shouldn't have their little kids listen? No, I don't no, think you it's that just bad. say yes. That. That makes the kids want to oh, listen more. Yeah, yeah. You'll They're, have terrible nightmares if you listen to this. Your kids will be messed up. Yeah, and you'll be messed up too, mentally. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Athens, Ohio, play, uh, place of Ohio University, um, my alma mater. But there, back in, uh, I believe it was 18, 1874, the Athens Lunatic Asylum opened. That was the legit name of it. It's crazy that we called things. No, like that it back was then. not the name. Yeah, Stop. yes, it is. No, Ben, look it up. It changed names a bunch of times and eventually got to oh like be, be like just mental the health. Lunatic Asylum. Yes, look it up. Athens Asylum. Um, wow. and it was so it opened from 1874 to 1993. It's insane that it was open that long, but of course, uh, obviously got much better about what it was actually doing because back then you could just throw anybody in these asylums for anything their first patient was actually for real yes this, their first patient was actually a teenager who had epilepsy and they thought she was possessed by a demon oh like, my God. that's the kind of and then they they would just put people in there that um like apparently it became like a hub for homeless people or just like people family didn't want to take care of anymore that might have had uh been born with a disability or something like anything Anything they essentially just didn't want to deal with, they would drop these people off uh, at this asylum. And there were essentially these doctors there, uh, like there were at a lot of these asylums, who were performing all kinds of crazy procedures uh, mm. because there were no guidelines or people watching over them. So there were lobotomies done there. Oh, um, God. Yes. All kinds of crazy experiments. Um, so this place is open for over 100 years. Eventually they build... Uh, uh, tuberculosis ward for people with tuberculosis. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so it, it, it was a <laughs> That would have been my first guess. It's insane, all the stuff that happened there. And um, Tyler's got a few pictures here. Oh, pictures no. here. Tyler, if you want to pull up uh, the one that says Asylum, um, that's kind of... So that's like the outside of it. Oh, um, charming. Yeah, it looks not that bad from that angle, and they've done a good job of keeping that up to date. Uh, and looking like nice cathedral. and refurbished. Yeah, so it's five stories tall, and it's absolutely massive. Now, Tyler, if you want to go to the picture that says the ridges, 
Uh, so it's up on this hill, and that's what it looks like present day. So you can see how big the hospital is there, that main middle building. And then they've built a bunch of buildings off to the side of it. And kind of on the hillsides around there, there are also cemeteries oh um, where they would just bury these patients and people that died there. Oh gosh. And we have a picture of one of the headstones here. Oh, it's a number. And they literally numbered them. Oh, boy. They literally numbered them. And it's just oh like, oh my goodness, isn't that insane? It's just literally on the hillside from, uh, from these buildings. Oh boy. Wow. Um, this that's, is not good. <laughs> this is not good at all. I don't like where no, this is not going. Good. No. So all kinds, there's wild story after wild story, but this one today, I'm going to, uh, focus on a lady named, uh, Margaret Schiller. So in the 1970s, uh, Margaret go, goes missing. She was a patient at the asylum and, uh, she wasn't one of their, I don't know, high risk or, or someone that needed a lot of hands-on uh -huh. attention. So she had pretty a good free reign of the place. Well, she dis one night she just doesn't come back. They're supposed to be back by a certain time. She's not back. They can't find her. They assume she went into town, took off with somebody or, or found another place to live. Um, so they kind of just go about their, their days or whatever. And 42 days later, okay, 42 days later, in... Uh, the way top of the building, this area that apparently had been closed off for a while, they weren't oh, no. they weren't using for anything. Um, they go into the store to try to find something, oh, and a, a door is locked that shouldn't be. And they're like, "What the heck? What the heck's going on here?" So they break in, and they find Margaret's body. Okay, oh, so no. she had been she either locked herself in there on purpose, um, or something, happened. or she accidentally got locked in there. Yeah, and she was just trapped, and no way to get out. So, you know, her body was pretty badly decayed after 42 days. Um, so they remove her body and everything, and they're trying to clean it up, and they can't get this stain off the floor. So Tyler, you want to go ahead Stop. and bring this up? Oh, boy. This oh, is what it looks bro. like. You got to blow this up. Why are you scaring us so much today? <laughs> so gotta, this is what it looks like. They cannot get rid of it, All right? And so the big oh, this urban... Is, this is so creepy. They yeah. don't have a power washer? The big urban... Dude, nothing will take this thing off. Uh, and the big urban legend around Athens is because the university... Wait, so Kyle, did you know about this while you were in school? Yes, yes. And I learned about my freshman year, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second. So, Ohio University bought the ridges and um, has... Uh, what? It, the area where the mental health hospital and all those buildings is called... What did the, you call it? The ridges. Oh, the ridges. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so Got Ohio it. University bought all those buildings, and they've turned a lot of them into university facilities. And the actual mental health hospital, like the first couple of floors of it, are now an art museum. But there's still oh. stop. I swear. Oh hell no. I swear. <laughs> Why did they do that? So Dude, Ohio... listen, Chris. Listen, listen, listen. Ohio's messed up. If you buy a mental health institute that is hundreds of years old and that will one time named the Lunatic Asylum. You, you burn that down. You tear it to the ground. I agree. You knock it down, and so, you start over. Thank you for pulling this up, Tyler. The first few levels here, oh right God. at the front entrance, mm -hmm. you can go in and look at art. And I did it a few times just to, like, I wanted to see what it was like. You wanted to feel it. Right. But they have oh area. But then, like, the rest of it is roped off, and you can't. But, like, it was literally just a rope, and I could have just stepped over and went and explored or whatever. And you did. I know you did. I, I did not. No, I did not. But, well, I'll get into that in a second. Hang on. Oh, oh, so the big urban legend is around Athens is that a, a girl who lived in Wilson Hall, which was actually like diagonal across from the one I lived in, went up there, 
stepped over the barrier, went just like searching through. She got up into the attic area and came across the room where the stain was. And she touched it. Oh, no. Oh, hell no. Why did she touch it? Why did she touch it? When she touched it, her she was possessed by Margaret. Oh no. Okay. So oh, come on. She, when did this happen? Supposedly in the nineties. Oh boy. <clears throat> so then she comes comes back down, comes back down to her dorm and just kinda falls off the map. Um friends stop seeing her, not hearing anything from her. Um and then they, they find her in her dorm room. And she was dead. Oh boy. A few days later. That's not good. So the stop, I, Ben. That is the urban this is legend. Not I true. swear. I, Come on. There's nothing to back out that that happened. Like the, you can't find any records of that. That's how we like our alien hours. But that is literally something that OU students tell and spread and keep. You know, they keep. So passing if it I ask, if I ask Joel Greenley and Sparty Chino, they're gonna tell me that story. I think they will. Yeah. I mean, I knew about it, and a group of us, a group of us, went up there my freshman year at night. Oh man! And you can't get like the tuberculosis ward is kind of up the hill a little bit from the main lunatic asylum, and like they don't have anything there. Obviously, like it's just it was just rubble essentially. And um, we went up there at night, and a few of the guys wanted to go in, and I I had planned on going in when I went up there. And then I got up there and I was like, "F this, I'm not going in." Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was creepy as heck. So me and another kid, we just like stayed outside and like we're looking in case like the cops rolled up or anything. Um, but they went in for like a half hour and walked around, and they were taking pictures and stuff. And inside, it's just a bunch of graffiti and stuff. And they they didn't say anything creepy happened or whatever. But um, wow, I wouldn't touch that stain. No, don't touch that stain. And that's creepy stuff. And then we like came, and then supposedly after the girl in Wilson Hall took um, her own life, they turned that dorm into like an electrical closet um, instead of obviously making people live there. And we went into Wilson Hall after we came back down. We went into Wilson Hall to see if there was like a A dorm room that, right, a place that this isn't like a normal electrical closet. A dorm should be here. And there is one room that doesn't have a number on it. Oh, Um, man. Like, it's in the middle of the hallway where a dorm should be and like all the other dorms around it have and it doesn't have a number and like not marked or anything. It was all locked up. So it it was creepy. It was a creepy night. Oh, you ruined my day, Bracky. Now I'm having nightmares. It's a we so we had one of our like preseason runs kinda went cut through that area and even at like two or three o'clock in the afternoon when we did the run, like I had like the heebie jeebies. I was I was running faster because I wanted to get out of wow. there. It's just, uh, it's just a creepy it's creepy area it's creepy okay wow well that was that was creepy um very void, creepy void insane asylums um, i've not have i oh yeah i think i wrestled in, in essence one time i said i've never been there but then i have you've oh. been there yeah i wrestled there pinned your guy real quick kyle <laughs> not surprising i have uh i don't i don't think i've ever been to athens beautiful place Beautiful Athens. Okay, let's get to some questions. We have 15 minutes, so we can go. Um, yeah, so we got we're we're under the gun here, but we're gonna get it. Okay, <clears throat> from our man Joe Caprino, if one of the competitors in the eight man goes down, which flow employee will be the one to step up and wrestle? 
Who, who's mm. the best candidate for that? Well, I'll do it because I just get a thousand dollars quick cash. Thousand dollars. Yeah, Sion can't make weight, so he's out. <laughs> he's he's exempt. He doesn't have to. Yeah, definitely not him. I think LJ. Um, get LJ in the mix. L, LJ probably he'll because he'll be in the building because he'll be producing the show. He actually sure. isn't. I talked to him this morning, which he was really here, he was here at six thirty when I got here. I saw him leaving. Yeah, was he like, was leaving as I was coming. What's in. he up to? What's his angle? LJ, I have to get down to that. Um. Yeah, no, but if someone goes down, I think we'll just have a forfeit. Then go, you guys should have brought a backup because uh, of quarantine. No. What if someone gets quarantined? Then no one's then, allowed to get quarantined, or what? Yeah, the governor banned quarantines. Good, I good governor. Just made that up. Um, all right, Adam Rush. What is the most childish snack that you ate right after weigh-ins? I used to have friends that ate baby snacks or gogurt, and I thought it was hilarious. I always thought the. Um, uh, Pedialyte that ki- people drank. I always thought that was hilarious that people somehow argued that that was great for them. I never drank it. What did you drink after weigh-ins? It's like w- water and Gatorade. Nothing, I mean, you know, I don't really drink Gatorade anymore, but I figured that was, you know, that was kind of what everyone drank. Yeah. Bra- Bracky? Yeah, and just water and Gatorade. Freaking at Buffalo Gap. <laughs> they make weight, then they go in the team room where the, 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 the food that these women could make, these mothers, oh, it was ridiculous. They, and they would, these kids would go and eat like sausage gravy, biscuits, and gravy. Really? Oh, well, you yeah. don't want a lot of food after weigh-ins. Man, these are not. They, they, they were hungry and just wanted to eat, eat stuff. They weren't really thinking. They weren't playing the long game. And these are not. Uh, you know, they don't really think about. Oh, my body. But I'm just saying. Much. What? No, not even your body. Like, I mean, you guys have cut weight at some point. Like. The last thing I want to do after I cut weight is jam my face with a bunch of food like that. That yeah. does not feel, ugh, that make you feel like puking, I think. I'm not saying it made sense. And I'm not saying they didn't puke. But um, eventually we had to have like someone like be in there and make sure like, no, you need to have a bagel and cream cheese, not um, the sausage gravy. Yeah. Mizzou would always give us the, um, uh, what was it, like the, not they're not protein bars. They're like... Uh, I can't. I couldn't remember the name. Cliff of them bars. When you brought the, power bars. Not. They weren't cliff bars. They weren't power bars. Oh man, I'm I'm blanking. I don't remember what the, it's been so long. But we would have just boxes of those and the cookies and cream. Probably those nature zones. Oh no, it wasn't. God, what was the name of those bars? How could I? How am I forgetting this? I guess it's man. been 13 years since I've eaten one, so maybe that's why. Okay, well, maybe someone in the chat will know. Um, Any Mizzou wrestlers in the chat? People might just know what you're Chris McCormick to. will tell me um, tonight. He'll, he usually listens to these episodes after work, and then if I if I get something incorrect, he'll he'll text me and tell me that I'm I'm wrong about something. Nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> do, oh, Nick Ross, do you feel it's right that Keith Gavin, if he wins, would would be allowed to keep the money, but one of his student athletes wouldn't be allowed? No, um, I hate the NCAA rules. Yeah, we think. Yeah, it's, we very much do not like that. Yeah, we think it is stupid. I'm sure probably Keith Gavin thinks it would be stupid, but he wouldn't be able to express that though. Yeah, he would not be able to ex- express that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, no, it's it definitely stinks. Uh, someone mm-hmm. wants to know if Wes Wesley is prepared to fill the opening. If we, if <laughs> that someone would be make awesome. Way. You just have him there, ready to rumble. Wes Wesley could scrap. There, no one has ever won the Afton Quadrangular four times, including him. Um, sort of chip butter, but anyway, he's pretty good. 
Uh, which of the guys sitting in the Olympic trials finals will have the biggest advantage? So who all is even sitting out? So no one at 57, no one at 65, Jordan. Jordan Ernest. Uh, Kyle Fredericks. Kyle. So Kyle it, right? or – only two, yeah. I will say Jordan Burroughs has the biggest advantage because – You're saying that to make Kyle more mad. But absolutely not. It's true. But Kyle would agree with that. No, I That's agree. Kyle's yeah, whole yeah. thing. It's like um, Kyle Dake. That is. Um, yes. Because it's going to be Jaden versus Kyle. There's just there's no two ways about it, right? And it's probably going to be Kyle versus Jordan. But there's not going to. I don't think there. Kyle is just going to have to beat a lot more uh, really high level guys. He's going to have to go through Imar probably at minimum. But also there's guys like yes, um, Makai Lewis and. Um, you know, even Jason Nall for whatever. I mean, Imar literally has a better record than well, Jordan. Uh, is Imar going to be going to be in because he had that labrum surgery? He'll be in. You think so? Yeah. Good. Awesome. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, but yeah, so I think I think Jordan has the the biggest advantage, right? Because I think it's just a it's just a more of a gauntlet to be run at 74 than 97. Although the end test is just as tough, right? You got to go through um, mm-hmm. someone supremely, supremely good. So I think that's the, that is my answer. It's driving um, me crazy. I can't think of the name of the bars that I ate like five billion times. After I kind of think I know what you're talking about. They're really small. Were they like they're really? Yes, they were small. Uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. What are those called? They're like oatmeal or like a Quaker. Bars or no, that's like they, they were Quaker. They all had like kind of most of them had some type of like light chocolate outside, you know, and then the the, the inside was like like kind of like a hard harder chewy piece with usually something on top. What the hell were those called? I don't I'm know. So blanking. What what Not Tyler? Kuno. Oh, Kuno's bars. I ate those when I was a kid. That was delicious. Thanks for bringing. I thought about Kuno's bars in a minute, Tyler. Oh man. Oh, balance bars. Weren't they called balance bars? Balance bars. I've never heard of these. Talking about balance beams? Yeah. Balance bar. I feel like they're called balance bars. All right. I've never heard of those. I could be wrong. Some of my Mizzou teammates need to uh, get get me a a good answer on this. I think balance bars might be right. Okay. Well, I've never heard of those. Uh, Got it. Next Next question. Next question. Uh, Okay. Kurt Arnoldison. He said, thanks. Great job saying my name, my last name right. Um, as a middle school coach, some kids are not very aggressive. What? Uh, well, he says, what is the clip I can show them so they understand what being aggressive is? Oh, play, it. Uh, play, play it. Play it. Play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't show middle schoolers this. Kurt. Show them the love wrestling. Oh, no! <laughs> All right. Here we go. You guys still here? Uh, All right. Here we go. Here we go. Can you guys still hear me? All right. Here we go. Dude, I, th- I, I know Ben thinks the slamming into the boards is funnier, but I think into the table is funnier because of the wait. Ho- horrific sound. But so, okay, if Don Bradley doesn't get a point against him for slamming the guy into the boards, which is significantly farther off the mat than Hidley when slammed Valencia, how do, how do you rectify that? He also made, like, Hayden – could have ran Valencia into the boards, but he picked yep. him up and sat him down on the concrete. You get more points for that. You get more <laughs> points, definitely. Right. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, there, there's some edge clarifications to be made, perhaps, for officials and where the edge is and where the uh, bleachers are. That's why we need drywall wrestling, because there is no edge. There is, there is no, is no edge. out of bounds. <laughs> Two men <laughs> in white powder, white dust filling the air. It's great. We need some of those uh, those bulbs, too. At, uh, the halogen bulbs. Yeah, that Jane Cox broke. Yeah, that when uh, he super slammed Phil. Oh, and then, Phil, Phil Wellington. He yeah. slammed him in there. He got DQ'd. Yeah. That was, you never see Jane Cox lose his mind except that time. He lost his damn mind. He lost his damn mind. Yeah, he doesn't like Phil Wellington or something. <laughs> Why does he hate Phil, Phil Wellington? Well, I can't Phil remember. beat him one time. I mean, I don't know that he even does. Oh, yeah. Phil Wellington Phil ruined nice his uh, undefeated college career that he said he was going to have a week before that match. Oh, really? Yeah. He didn't interview with Florida. He said he wanted to be a four time undefeated NCAA champion. And Phil ruined it, so then he got slammed through the table. That seems fair. Yeah. I think the feeling's mutual with Phil. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> well, he got slammed through a table. Those, so two, those two should not be enemies in any way, shape, or form. They are they are as nice as people. I don't know if you remember, but that year, um, that's, uh, the year, no, not the year he slammed him, but the year that Phil just beat him outright, um, they they wrestled in the MAC finals and they did like a parade of champions thing, and they would they were just staring into each other's souls. It really? Was, yes. Oh my gosh! I remember. That's so funny. It was on uh, full live stream Mac that Max that year it was at Kent State, and it was tense. Ma'am. Okay, All right. that was that was interesting. Well, Ben, to, actually to. Um, take Kurt's question and make it real. What is a good way to instill aggression into kids that are not aggressive? Yeah. Actually, without I, showing I, them that clip. I had this, I literally had this conversation last night as they're in my head or something with some of our guys. Cause some of our guys, we actually went through a handful of positions where as a group, we maybe didn't do as well as we should have at super 32. And it's like, you know, it what it wasn't a technical issue. It was an aggressive issue where you guys got to this position and you didn't attack. You you know this position, but you can't just sit here and expect that the other guy's going to make a mistake because at, at a high level that doesn't work. Aggression, not not all the time, but in wrestling, aggression is mostly beneficial, right? Very much more beneficial than it is harmful to us. Um, and I, I mean, that's a hard one because society tries to make your kids not aggressive. And we've talked about this. So yeah. um, I, I think just encouraging them to, to keep attacking and get a lot of kids aren't aggressive because they don't believe in themselves, right? There's a timidity factor mm -hmm. because they have so much doubt in themselves. So I think getting, getting rid of that and just getting them to believe in themselves and getting them to see where being aggressive could be beneficial is, is huge. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. Fun take. All right. Last question I think we're going to get to, because I can see this this yeah. eating into a little OT. Uh -oh. If you were elected president and could pardon only one of the following people, who are you giving a presidential pardon to? Joe Exotic or Stephen Avery? <laughs> this is a tough one. This is tough. We have to pardon one. We'll say for the sake of the rule... For Do I get to look at the facts of the case? Because I think there's a decent chance that Stephen Avery didn't do it. He, I 100% believe he did not do it. And Joe, Joe, Joe Exotic probably did do it. It was uh... so Joe Exotic publicly threatened to have Carol, Carol Baskin killed for the better part of a decade, and he, then was stunned. He did something like to be in jail, like worth being in jail for. He did something along the way. 
<laughs> he definitely did. Oh my god, he did, didn't he? He for sure. Yeah, I'm part of Stephen Avery. There's a good. There's at least a chance Stephen Avery's innocent. Joe Exotic is just 100 guilty. Yeah. Um. But here's here's the risk. Here's why I'm having a hard time with it. Because on uh -oh. the one hand, you could you could release Stephen Avery. It's a guy who's who's going to be doing life in prison um, for maybe murdering someone. So if you let him out and he's a murderer, that's like the worst case scenario. Joe Exotic, if he gets out, he's probably not going to Are you really... telling me Joe Exotic's not capable of murdering someone? Because he definitely is. <laughs> okay, maybe so. Um, well, I'm just saying, I feel like the threat assessment, if we had to do a KBDR for both of these guys, who has a higher Kyle Bracky danger rating here? Oh, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, just because he has the animals? <laughs> Well, he's a crazy person. He just got all these weapons. He just blows stuff up all the time. I mean, and he likely does meth. Yeah, he does drugs. A lot of drugs. All alleged. Um. All right. You know what? I'm I'm freeing Stephen Avery. What are you doing, Bracky? Oh I'm freeing God. Stephen Avery because he absolutely did not do it. It was his uh, cousin or whatever, the one that also lives on the. Property. Oh my gosh, that crazy cousin! How did? Yeah, how was he not a bigger focal point of the first making a murderer thing? That was crazy. This dude's, that guy's search engine yeah. should be, that guy's search history should be a felony. So there's a second, if you don't know, there's a second season of making a murderer, and the first couple episodes are slow, but then it really picks oh, up, man. and it lays, literally lays it out. Like, he did not do this. So it's it's honestly travesty that him and Brendan Dassey are Dassey's in jail. Dassey's the one that really. Dassey. I was actually just thinking about um, what if we guys made it like an eight-man tournament, just hypothetical, say we quarantined again, of great characters from Netflix series. Uh, we could make a pretty fun tournament. Yeah. Um, Avery yeah, and Dassey yeah. are definitely in it. They're in it, and they may be, they may be some top seeds. Dassey, is, Dassey should get, like, he should get freed, and he should get permanent front row seats at WWE events. Yeah, uh, yep. that was know, like so sad. He can't even watch WrestleMania. They might be able to, maybe not WrestleMania, but but they, I bet they're getting some some uh, WWE going in in prison. He was just trying oh, to go to class. Imagine. He had a presentation. He had a presentation due. He really man. That is now. I'm getting, oh, getting free Brendan Dassey. Why they? Why Wisconsin do him like what this? What a joke, man. He he there's no way Brendan Dassey is is guilty. Yeah. All right. Well, on that bizarre note, <laughs> we're gonna get the heck out of here. What a weekend we've got planned. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's gonna be the spooky. Are you guys dressing ever. up in costumes for the event or what? No. No. Come on, Kyle. Let's have some fun. No. Re watching wrestling, calling wrestling matches is fun. And uh, okay. we hope that you will do the same. Don't touch the stain. Don't touch the stain if you're in Athens. Also, tomorrow we're gonna have the eight-man press conference. Check that out. Then we'll have a bunch of content coming from these guys because they're in town Keith, right now. Keith Gavin's here. Mike got a video or someone got a video I, of, Nate, of him Nate, in the sauna. Nate Jackson's here as well. I know that to be a fact. And so, seven central, eight eastern. We have to use eastern um, for more bias. Yeah, East Coast bias. That's when it starts on Saturday, October 31st. We hope you will watch. We will be there. Thanks so much. Have a good weekend. Later.